What is up, Boston baddies? Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work. I'm Shannon. I'm Abby. Oh, you're Abby today. I sure am. Happy Memorial Day. That's it. Happy Memorial Day. I was going to say Happy Memorial Day weekend. And I was like, it's Monday. It's Monday (laughs) now. It is Memorial Day, period. It's basically the weekend because it's a holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Where do you think Memorial Day ranks in terms of the the holidays, like the major holidays? Like, what is your vibe on Memorial Day? Are we loving it? Are we hating it? Do we think it's overrated? I don't want to disrespect the holiday for what it is. Of course, of course, yes. But that was insane. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's your vibe on Memorial? No, like I understand that. <laughs> but I will say, like, I know everyone treats like Memorial Day, Labor Day, Fourth of July as an excuse to like go to the beach, go on a boat, like celebrate, have fun, whatever. But it always rains. The weather's always shit. I was just going to say that. And now I feel like an asshole because obviously (laughs) the purpose of Memorial Day isn't to, you know, drink and go to the beach. But we were talking about that earlier at work where we were like, I don't know what it is. I think in Boston, you have this like false sense of reality where you think just because it's Memorial Day and it's the official like kickoff of summer that it's going to be 80 degrees. And then it's always 50. It's always 50 and raining every year. And you're like, you have these high aspirations of like going to the beach in Maine, and then all of a sudden you're like, it's literally going to be 50 degrees and like the water is going to be 40 degrees. This might be like a hot take, but I think Memorial Day being the start of summer is a disrespect to spring. If we oh. want to get technical, the beginning of summer is June 21st. That is three weeks. That's true. Why? Like, we we shouldn't expect to be in bathing suits on Memorial Day. It's I, not summer. I agree with that largely because I'm not <laughs> excited to be in a bathing suit. But I think, um, I don't, but I do think that as soon as June hits in my head, it's summer. Like when. But it's May. When I get back. It's gonna be May. I get it. So like, what, two days after Memorial Day then? <laughs> like, I think, I think as soon as June hits, I'm like, oh, yeah. it's the summertime. Like, there's no way in, in June I'm thinking it's spring. And I do understand That's that true. spring kind of gets screwed over because allergies winter gets like <laughs> winter is kind of long and then by the time the spring happens it's really just the month of like april and may and then it's summer so i get it i do feel bad for spring justice for spring. i went 27 years without seasonal allergies and this year there was just something oh. something wicked this way comes didn't we not i feel like we had a conversation the four of us at dinner or something saying like it i think we're at earl's i think we said it could be your year you're you're Allergies, is there, your taste buds or your allergies change every seven years? I don't know. People say everything changes. They're like, your hair changes every seven years. Your taste changes every seven like, I don't Did know. Did I is jinx that just, you? I don't know what it is, but I have never dealt with allergies. And when people describe them, I'm like, I you don't know what dying. they're talking about. But the past few days I've been waking up and my eyes are like Itchy. sealed shut. Itchy, but almost like they hurt and they're sore and it feels like there's something in them and they just... Ooh. It feels as if you were just cramming for finals for two days, not sleeping, and then you went out like to like a party and were drinking, and then you, I don't know, like went. I don't. I honestly don't know. Instead, even what the you SATs, just described literally sounds like pink eye. The way I looked at your pupils so fast to make sure they weren't red, I was like, just Ew. like it just feels like your eyes just want to shut. Like, that's what I felt like. I felt like my eyes eyes just want to, like, shut in there, like, in pain. But the rest of my body is fine. It's fine. Okay. So I was, like, feeling like that. I was feeling, like, weird and, like, kind of spacey. And Michael's like, maybe you have seasonal allergies. I'm like, no, that can't be it. But then today at work, one of my coworkers gets really bad allergies. And she gave me these, like, like, specially formulated eye drops for allergies. Mm -hmm. And she was like, just do one drop in each eye. And all of a sudden, I was fine. So I was like, it must be allergies. Damn, I'm sorry. It's happening. But apparently, they're really bad this year. Yeah. I grew out of it. Apparently, I don't. I had allergies really bad growing up. I had some, like, when I first moved to Boston. But I feel like the past two years, knock on wood, I've been okay. So you think you transferred them to me? Essentially. Uh, Essentially. Essentially. I'm so sorry. It's your turn. (laughs) Well, I haven't seen you. Peter, we haven't seen you. We last saw you. You were a year younger. You're now a year older. Peter Peter doesn't have a microphone. microphone. He's not ghosting us. He's just, he doesn't have a microphone. It's fine. Peter is 27 years old. And single. (laughs) And and a Gemini. Ladies, he is on the market. He is tall, dark, and handsome. He is a- <laughs> I'm not dark. I'm not dark. Maybe He's not. tall and pale. 
<laughs> and a Gemini. We love Geminis. Yeah. So happy birthday, Peter. Where yes. would we be without you? <laughs> Probably like not able to do this. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, no, we didn't see each other this weekend. I was in New York mm-hmm. and you ditched. I was never going. I, you can't ditch something you never signed up for. Okay, so I'd love to ask a question. This is a classic, uh-huh. classic, classic, classic. So we were going to New York City mm-hmm. for Michael's birthday, for his, you know, his 28th birthday. It, there was a tagline for the trip. My mate is 28. Like that was the tagline. Oh, Michael came up was with it. Was it pirate theme? Michael <laughs> came up with it, it for himself. My mate and then is wanted, wanted to make sure it said, my mate is 28 for everyone to wear for him. So that's that's where we're at in case, oh in case there was God. any confusion. Um, but anyways, so Michael's birthday, we're all going to New York City. Mystery Man, obviously, as listeners of the pod know is Michael's best friend since actually the womb, like since birth. Yeah. And he, (laughs) like, I just feel like whenever we're going to go anywhere, it's assumed that mystery man and Abby are going to come. Like you guys, it's like, okay, we're going to, you guys are going to be there. Like, like you don't have to ask. Yeah. Like it's assumed. So we're planning this trip and mystery man is like, like I, I have to study because he is taking, he's his CPA, right? He's yeah. Yeah. So he's taking his CPA exam, which is like very intense um, for those accounting majors out there. Obviously, it's it's a lot of work that goes into it. So he's like, I have to stay in Boston. I have to study. I will literally be so upset with myself if I don't study for this exam and I end up failing. And it was like a valid enough excuse. It's something he's been working towards for a while. So we were like, all right, fine. We won't hold it against you. We're staying back. So him and Gail decide that they're going to not come to New York. We've been planning this for, you know, almost a month now. And last weekend we did spend it with you and it was it was lovely. But anyways, so we go to New York City on Thursday night. You know, we're there. We have like a day on Friday. We're like hopping around, you know, going from bar to bar. We go to dinner. We have like we have a time. And then we wake up on Saturday morning and Michael is like laying there like laughing. And he goes, oh, my gosh. And the girls, I think we're getting ready to go out that day to brunch and Michael's laughing and he we're like, what's so funny? He's like, Oh my gosh, mystery man. Um, ended up going to the Celtics last night. He's definitely like unwell right now. I'm going to call him really quick. So he like FaceTimes him. He's like, Hey, like, how's it going? How's the studying going? Like laughing and mystery man's like, Oh yeah. To be honest, I didn't get any studying done. I was at the Celtics last night. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, and the other reason he didn't want to go to New York was because of the save money. to save money. He's like, I want to save money this weekend. I need to study. Like, those mm-hmm. were his two big reasons. So Michael's like, how was it? He goes, it was good. He's like, you know, I ended up going because I like my friend owed me money. So he bought me tea, like seats. And then I ended up spending a ton of money on drinks at the game. And they were just like having a huge laugh about the fact that like mystery man was hungover, not studying, etc. No. It is what it is. And spent a bunch of money. And Michael thought it was really funny. And they talked for like 30 minutes. And they get off the phone. And I look at my girlfriends and I'm like, men are so different than women. Because think about it. Like (laughs) if you're, I'm just trying to put myself in those shoes. Let's say it's my birthday trip and I'm going to New York City. And as my best friend, you're like, I'm not going on the trip because I want to save money. And I also need to stay, like I need to stay home and like study all weekend. And I'm like, all right, fine. I understand. And then I go on the trip and I wake up in the morning and I find out via Instagram story <laughs> that you, in fact, didn't study or save money. And you went to the basketball game with another one of your friends. I would be so livid, <laughs> like so over, like so over the top upset. But Michael was just like, ha like, yeah, whatever. Like, LOL. Didn't and I'm like, them. men are just, they're built different. Like they don't have they that are. like sense of anger, abandonment issue, like disdain that women do. And I just like, it hit me in that moment. I was like, Oh, we are different. <laughs> like we are built different. They are different. Um, and I, it's nothing against mystery man. Like I, no. I do understand, but it was just, it was funny. No, I think he still definitely saved money. I think the amount of money he spent Friday night, True. you guys probably spent in one hour. In True. New York, that so. is a really good point. And we do have Fair. vacation. We're, we're not recording next week, guys. I'm so sorry. We're, we're both going to be out of town yeah. next week. We are. You're going to, is it St. John? John. Or, okay, St. John. St. John. There's so many saints I can get They are. Confused. Are you excited? I'm very excited. Have you ever been to a saint before? I haven't been to a saint. <laughs> I've been to church. Yeah, I was like, that's like an interesting way of saying <laughs> I it, I guess. I have been to a saint. That's going to be so fun. Yeah. yeah but tell me how it is. I, myself, have never been to a saint. 
I know. I'm excited. But um, yeah, so that that was that was Mystery Man's weekend. I went back to Vacha and got the Cacho Pepe eggs. That's just like your thing now. I think I might have to go again this weekend. <gasps> that sounds so good. Three times in a row, three weekends in it's a row. It's just it's there's no reason to have any other breakfast food. It's no. so good. It hits. It's really good. If you like you, if you're listening to this and you haven't done it, just go. Get the eggs. Did you make a reservation this time or did you just walk right in? I made a reservation and I was um thirty minutes late for said reservation. Oh yeah. But they took me with they open arms. Yeah. That's beautiful. And it was good. I saw a friend I haven't seen in like a year. Amazing. So it's good. But I did I did have FOMO. Yeah. Big time. Well, you were missed. You were missed. Okay, let's dive into drunk deets. We got Mr. Jeff Bezos. Mr. Amazon is now engaged to longtime girlfriend Lauren Sanchez. Had no idea he was in a relationship, but I guess he has been for the past five years. I just don't get it. Didn't he get like divorced like two years ago? <laughs> like, <laughs> no. So they actually both got divorced in 2019. Maybe it just feels like it was two years ago. Yeah, time flies when you're Jeff Bezos and you're spending money. Um, Wait, they, that still doesn't add up. They got divorced in 2019. They, 20, 21, 22, 23. It's only four years ago. 19 to 20, 20, 21, 21, 22, 23, 24. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking page six. Can't do math. <laughs> Wait a damn minute. Hmm. Wait, so either he was dating this woman. I mean, we always say this when celebrities, when the divorces are finalized by that point, they've probably actually been divorced for however long. Yeah. And like, like I'm, I'm sure he started dating this woman when him and his wife, ex-wife were separated. Okay. So literally page six said that freaking Jeff Bezos and Mackenzie Scott got divorced in April 2019. They share four children together. And then Lauren was married to Patrick Whitesell and they got divorced in October 2019. Um, she was married for 13 years and Jeff was married for 25 years. Wow. These are the facts. I'm now questioning everything. Yeah, I'm questioning everything <laughs> five too. Five years, the math ain't math. In. Listen, we've said it before and we'll <laughs> say it again. We are not the, cut, the cutting <laughs> edge of like pop culture. We are the lazy, like a week or two later, we might regurgitate it you know, 80 to 90% of the way accuracy. accurate. Yep. Yep. If, if that, <laughs> that is what you're getting on this podcast. You're welcome. Do it you, is trademarked. Do you think he made her sign a prenup? Yes. He learned yeah. his lesson. His ex-wife Wait, took so much money from him. Oh, I didn't know that. How much money? Like she took a ridiculous amount of Probably money. Probably half. No. You don't remember the big like scandal that happened with it? No, I no. I, no, I'm like so bad. I had to Google. I get the million or I should say billionaires mixed up. I was like, Jeff Bezos, he's the Amazon guy. Yes, there are a lot of them. So I do get There's it. There's a lot of billionaires out but there. But she took so much of his money. Like literally it was, I think it was like 30, yeah, $39 billion. Billion? Yes. And Billion. she became like one of the richest women in the world or like maybe like the richest woman. I don't remember. It was something completely crazy. But just the way that it was kind of handled, she ended up taking so much money. So he definitely learned his lesson and I'm sure got a pretty Holy like ironclad prenup for that reason. Imagine wow. just walking. Like I think about it and like I'm sure being married to someone like that would not be very fun. But like you get to come out of it with $39 billion. Like, all right. Yeah, that's not a bad. Oh, my God. I, didn't, I mean, I don't, I don't know, obviously, I knew the details he was of their a, marriage. A so. billionaire, but I didn't know he was, like, a, a billion billionaire. Like, yeah. he probably has a billion billions. He's, like, the richest guy ever. Oh, my God. Okay, this makes a lot more sense now because uh, Jeff and Lauren were spotted celebrating on his new yacht. It just got finished being built. Um, he spent half a billion dollars making the yacht, and the yacht itself will take $25 million per year to run yeah i i i can't wrap my mind around i mean it. i'm pretty sure his net worth is like 150 billion or something crazy that's, like he has a lot of money that's <laughs> insane okay that makes sense her ring is 20 carats 20 and carats is hard that's hard for me to wrap my head around that would hurt my fingers right like i so i guess she got 
a seven to nine carat heart shaped ring when they first started dating. So this is a major upgrade for her, but she's walking around with an estimated $2.5 million on her finger. Is there such a thing as too big? I think so. I think there is too. I always think about this, even if I was like, you know, a multi, multi billionaire, which is just like, you know, obviously it will happen someday. I'm sure. Totally. Like any, Manifest any, any second now. Um, but I don't think I'd go over like, I don't know, maybe like five or six carats. I mean, I just it think has to be so to look, heavy. It starts to look like costume jewelry. Yeah. Like I want it to be like, this is an engagement ring. And I also don't want to feel like I can't, like you're like, I'd be scared. I'd be scared someone's going to cut my finger off. That's <gasps> what I'd be scared of. But like, think about it. $2.5 million. If she loses that in the oceans, like Kim Kardashian. Like, yeah. It's not oh a big well. deal, I guess. Them. Oh, well, like Imagine. He'll, he'll get her a new one. And he probably didn't even blink when he spent that much money. Yeah. That's a really good point. What the hell? Yeah. I mean, he's like, he is Amazon. I really think if he's that much of a billionaire, he has unlimited funds. Why? I, two day shipping is not good enough anymore. I know. Why can't it be there in an hour? I know. He he needs to start. Well, they do the overnight now sometimes. That's like, that's tripped me up. There was one time I, I was like ordering like eyelash serum and it was like 5 p.m. and it came in at 7 a.m. And I was almost like, I almost felt bad because I was like, <laughs> someone's whatever working driver overnight. had to like drive it overnight. Like that made me a little sad. So I was like, you know what? I'd be okay with getting here tomorrow afternoon. Like I don't need it at <laughs> 7 a.m. Like what am I doing with my eyelashes at 7 a.m.? Putting them on. Putting them on <laughs> that you. I need it. But that is pretty wild so oh, that's crazy it is wild too because both of these people were in very long-term marriages like I feel like when we look at the world of the you know Hollywood elite the you know just elite or whatever a lot of these people are like multiple divorces multiple different marriages etc but these two were married for like 13 years and over 20 years I feel like that's like a long time so maybe they like thought long and hard about getting into it Good for them for getting back on the horse. You know what also is crazy to think about is the kids. I just feel like it's so much like when you both, when both partners have children, I feel like there's just so many more dynamics that are at play. Absolutely. I mean, I I don't know if, what is her name? Lauren is a mom. It didn't say, it didn't I didn't specify. see anything because it specified that Jeff and what's her name had four kids together. Uh, okay. So maybe she didn't. But now- like if she wasn't a mom, now she's a stepmom. It just must be tough. I, I, I know Kim Kardashian is getting a lot of shit right now for an uh, interview that she did, basically like talking about how hard motherhood is and like no one's giving her like any, they're not throwing her a bone. They're like, you have one nanny per child. Like you're fine. But like, I still think like, it doesn't matter how much money you have in the world. Like when you're splitting up a family, like divorce is hard on anyone, regardless of money mm -hmm. and like blending families is hard was, on anyone. What was she saying is hard about being a mom? Just like exist, like just raising the children or was she saying like in the context of going through a divorce when you have children is hard. Kim K motherhood drama. That's literally <laughs> all I'm okay. Single motherhood. That's why she said, she said, sometimes I cry myself to sleep. Oh, Okay. She said, everyone says the days are long and the years are short. And that couldn't be more a true statement when you're in it. I mean, especially when they're babies and you're feeding, there's madness going on. It's full madness. It's the best chaos though. Um, and then she just goes on to talk about how it's been one of the most challenging things. There are nights I cry myself to sleep, like, holy shit, this effing tornado in my house. What just happened? Um, sometimes the kids have moods and personalities or they're fighting and resolution is left entirely to her. Well, yeah, I I <laughs> can understand why people might be a little bit annoyed by that. Yeah, <laughs> I cry myself asleep because a tornado went off. Meanwhile, I have thirty seven housekeepers that can yeah. clean up after me. I feel like I feel like people don't realize like she puts. Oh my god, go off motorcycle! Yeah, that was um, really loud. <laughs> she puts a lot of pressure on herself. Like I feel like anything that Kim does, she wants to be the best at. Like she wants to make sure that everyone's happy. Like she cares about like if her name is on it, she wants to be the best True. one there is. And so I feel like she's running this whole empire and like she probably like has like guilt almost about yeah. like, am I a good enough mom? Am I doing a good enough job? Do my kids even like me? Like, that's a that's probably more what it is than the actual 
hardships. I do sometimes get annoyed by the sympathy card about every day. I totally, I've I've said this before. I respect the fact that when you're at a certain level of fame, like your, your life becomes extremely difficult for different reasons. It's the pressure. You have to watch what you say. You can never truly trust anyone or let loose or like speak out of place. And you're under a lot of scrutiny. Your family's under scrutiny. There's people that want to take you down. Like I think it's isolating. You don't know if people's intentions are pure. Like there's a long list of reasons why I do have some level of compassion and sympathy for people that are very rich and famous. I do think though, the one thing that somewhat annoys me is when they try to act like, oh, I'm one of you guys. And yeah. like, oh, like being a mom is hard and it's hard when the kids make a mess and it's hard when I have to resolve conflicts. Like I think about a single woman with five children who has to work two jobs to put food on the table and also resolve the conflicts and clean up the messes. And I'm like, eh, like it's really not comparable, which I get like, you can't really like compare people's journeys, but that, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think that to me, like what you just said makes a lot more sense of like the guilt side of it, because I do think that there's even a level of, like, even for myself, sometimes I've worked, I work such long hours for work that sometimes I get home and I see like my cats and my boyfriend Aww. and I feel like guilty. Cause I'm like, wow, I was literally gone all day. Or if I like travel all the time for work, like I feel guilty cause I'm feel like I'm not around a lot. Or if I don't, see my parents for a few weeks because I was like traveling so much for work. Like I feel guilty or like when I don't text people back soon enough. So I do understand like the guilt side of things. Not that I'm anything like at the level of Kim Kardashian, but I I could understand, I guess her being. And she's also like now trying to navigate like co-parenting. Like I think people forget that she's married to Con or I'm sorry, she was married to Kanye West. Like she shares children with Kanye West. I can't picture him making it very easy and now he has this wife I guess I don't know if that's actually legal like if it's legalized but um now now she's co-parenting with Kanye and like there's this some random girl in the kid's life now that's like okay imagine like you're a kid and like your parents and your dad's Kanye West all of a sudden yeah imagine (laughs) your dad's Kanye West but then all of a sudden he's like oh this is my new stepmom it's like just like like a few weeks later do we know if he has any level of custody I don't know. There's no way, right? Mm, Maybe it's not finalized, but... That, I don't know. I feel like Kanye West could pull some strings to get half custody. Figure it out. Makes sense. All right. Katy Perry wants to quit being a judge on American Idol. Okay, this one is, I feel like the... What is the saying? The wolf crying... What is it called? (laughs) The boy, the, wolf, the boy who cried wolf. The boy who cried wolf. I think you were mixing that up with the wolf who share, wears sheep's clothing. No, I've never no, heard that okay, one. you've never heard that. <laughs> the boy who cried wolf. Um, she feels as though producers have painted her in a negative light. She feels like she's misrepresented by the show and has said that she thinks she's been thrown under the bus repeatedly by producers and is casted as the nasty judge. Um, hmm. So I was like, when I first read this, I was like, okay, yeah. Like maybe do what you got to do yeah. to save your reputation. Like, but I do think quitting is kind of the wrong move. And then I read, so she's been a part of this, se- this series for the past six seasons. And in the past few months alone, there have been multiple times when she has criticized contestants on the show And I was like, okay, like, is she the new Simon? Like, what could she have said that was so bad? Right. Um, The first one, appalling. Uh, So there was a contestant who is a 25-year-old mother of three, and she made a comment about her laying on the table too much because she has three children at the age of 25. And I was just like... What does that even mean? Like, like... What the heck? (laughs) Like, she's, like, opening her legs too much. Wait, she said that... She said that after, like, while the person was, like, after the performance, like, when she was judging. I don't know if it was before or after, but, like, it was on TV. What the heck? And I just think that's so inappropriate, like, to make a comment about. And so that was enough for me to be like, no, the producers aren't painting you in a negative light. You're painting yourself in a negative light. Maybe they put something into the show that you would have wished to have not been in there, but you still said it. Right, exactly. And whether or not it goes on TV, everyone in that room, like the crowds are not small. Like there are hundreds of people in the American Idol crowd that heard what you just said. It would have been probably in the news regardless. Someone would have sold it to page six. Right. 
And then she just came out another contestant for always wearing glitter. She said, every time you take the stage, it's like you glitter bomb the stage. One thing that I would like to see from you is not one piece of glitter next time. I know that's going to be hard. What Which, the heck? That one like isn't as bad, but it's just like, oh, what if she's the next JoJo Siwa? Like, why are you being a bitch? Like, why do you, why does it affect also, you? Also, like she Katy wears? Perry, I'm pretty sure used to wear like tons of glitter. Like, and, yo, like, weird I'm picturing shit. like Katy Perry is like colorful. Like, I feel like that was her vibe when we were growing up. Always. So I don't know why she's coming at someone for what they're wearing. It doesn't affect their ability to sing. So I don't know if I, I think it's pretty cowardly of her if she actually quits. I think maybe just stop being a bitch. Like, it's never too late to change. It's never too late to stop being a bitch. It is. So I think that not to like play devil's advocate, but. I do think that a show like American Idol always likes to have the villain. Like they always like to have the Simon, the hard judge, whatever. They always like to have the nice judge everyone likes. So they want that role to be filled by someone. Like they want the judge that's so brutal that people are like, oh my God, can you believe she said that? Because ultimately that's going to get publicity for the show. Like right. having like a really harsh, like you don't want three nice judges that are like, oh, like, good job. Like right. that's, that's lame TV. So they want drama. They want it to be like reality show type vibes. So they want that. So I'm sure that any opportunity they can get for her, like to catch her saying something that's deemed, you know, nasty or mean or inappropriate, like they're going to put that on TV without right. a doubt. But she's also giving them the content. Like you don't have to say anything you don't want to say. Right. And these aren't like, like, she's a famous person. Like I'm sure they're not forcing her to make these comments. Like she's probably making them with her own free will. So she can just stop being a bitch and she'd probably be fine. I don't remember Simon ever coming at a contestant for anything other than their singing ability. I don't know. I mean, he definitely like made fun of people. Did he? Yeah. Like was back that in the mean? day, like he was kind of nasty. I don't know. I'm not an American Idol stan. Me neither. Just, how the hell are shows like American Idol and Dancing with the Stars still on TV? People Does are, anyone know? I feel like the generations above us are watching it. Like who? I'm sure Who is watching I'm sure Dancing there's a baddie the listening right now that's like I okay, I think Dancing with the Stars is way more entertaining than American Idol. But that's really? just because there's like like the contestants from like The Bachelor will go on. Or like there's like people that you like. I mean like the people that dance, like I have no idea who they are, but the people that are non dancers that go on, I'm like, okay, I'd love to see you try. Like the what was it? I Dixie just like girl? Dancing with the Stars Demilio. was Yeah. Dixie. She was on. Yeah, like I I feel like Dancing with the Stars was something I used to watch with my mom and my grandmother when I was in the sixth grade. And then eventually you're like, oh, it's just famous people who can't really dance that well. And then you kind of stop. But like this, this is like, I don't, I don't think I've talked to a single person that's like, yeah, I'm going to go home tonight and I'm going to watch Dancing with the Stars. I barely even hear about people wanting to watch The Bachelor these days. Like what is happening with The Bachelor? Are people still watching The Bachelor? I don't I really did. know. I just started again. You started like again. this past Wait, year. So I know when's the next season on though? Because you oh, watched. I don't know. I think this summer. Okay, so it's I think not. Trocity's the Bachelorette. She's the Bachelorette. It's yeah. during this summer. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I guess we'll see if people will watch. We shall. I just see. feel like it's fizzled out. Like that whole genre of entertainment is becoming a thing of the past in take, my mind. Take a walk. I think we need to survey a nursing home and see <laughs> who's watching the Dancing with the Stars and American Idol. You're right. I think it'll be them. Okay. You're right. It's it's definitely a few generations above us. It might die down. All right. I have a question. Yeah. So I thought of this on Sunday. So I ultimately ended up road tripping to New York City, which is a trip. It's a trip and a journey and an experience. And you always think it's going to be three hours. It always ends up being six somehow. But that's regardless of the point. Um, so I ended up road tripping to New York and back. It is Sunday and I'm driving back with myself, my best friend, Janine and Jordan, my boyfriend, Michael, and um, Jordan's boyfriend, Tyler. So Tyler's driving, Michael's in the front seat, and the three girls are in the back, which I'm like, okay, sick for putting us in the back, but whatever. Um, so Tyler's driving, it's his car, and we are like on our, you know, five of this road trip. We're exhausted. We're listening to music. We do this thing where we like call it sad Saturdays and sad Sundays where you can only play sad music. 
Oh God! Don't really know when why we were all just scaries. we're all throwing out we're all throwing out like sad you know sad Sunday scaries ideas for <laughs> music to put on, and Michael was making us all play trivia, and it was just like a whole vibe. We were you know we were playing states and capitals. Oh my favorite! I know. And then right then I guess like there was a big golf tournament on, and like Brooks yes, was, was gonna win, and then what's his face ended up like doing really well, and everyone was freaking out about it, which that that was actually very cool. I thought that was cool, Brock or something like that. I have no idea. The guy that ended up placing. Anyways, it was very cute. He cried. But there was like this golf tournament on and Tyler is driving the car and he is like, I can't believe that I'm missing it. So Michael's like putting the golf tournament on like the Bluetooth so he can like, they can hear it and like listen to it. And I guess the match was getting really intense and Tyler was like, all right, that's it. Like I need to pull this car over. Like I need to pull it onto the side of the street. And we were on the highway Mass Pike, and he's like, I need to pull over like ASAP, and I need to be able to watch this golf tournament. Like, I can't go another second driving this car without watching it. And we were like, Can you just wait till we get to like a rest stop? So he did. Like, he was able to wait, but he was like <laughs> itchy. He was like, I, I can't handle it. Like, I need to watch it. And he ends up pulling into this like rest stop, and Michael and him switch places. So Michael drives, and Tyler like then watches the golf on his phone for the rest of the drive. And in that moment, I was like, wow, men really love sports. <laughs> like, I don't even know why it took me that until then, but I've always acknowledged it to a degree. Obviously, like every Sunday, like guys just sit around watching football all day. But like the level of just like they have group chats dedicated to talking about sports all day long. And they don't just watch like one thing. They're like they watch football. They watch basketball. They watch baseball. They watch hockey. They are committed they're talking about it. They're betting about it. They're freaking out about it. They're yelling. They're screaming. They're shouting. And if they miss a game, they get FOMO and they feel like they're missing out on like spending time with the boys. And they just care so much. And I was like, you know what? Do we have anything like that? Like, do girls get to experience the type of like true joy? And I'm not trying to gender stereotype, by the way. I understand there are some girls that, that are, are very hard. into sports. Yeah, yeah diehard sports fans. So I'm not trying to take away from them. But like on average, I would say the majority of men are usually a little bit more into it than women are, at least in for sure my experience. So I was just looking at Janina and Jordan and I was like, guys, like, do we have a sports? Do we have that? Like, I'll watch the Celtics game and I'll enjoy it. I'll watch a football game and I'll enjoy it. But if you it. don't, you're fine. But like they have group chats dedicated to like talking exclusively about sports. They're not talking about anything else. Like, do we have anything like that? Like, do we, will we ever experience what they get to live? No, I think we fill our time with like making ourselves look better, like getting our nails done, <laughs> getting our hair done, getting our eyebrows done, doing all the things, shopping. I know not every girl likes to do all those things, but it that's why we have our own hobbies. I don't really have a hobby. I don't really know what we have. All of a sudden I was like, we don't have, we don't have anything. Honestly, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think anything brings me as much joy as sports does for men. Like maybe That's what like I was traveling. Thinking. Like, yeah. Like what brings us joy? But traveling is like a universal experience. Like Michael literally said this. He was like, it must be so hard not being able to share in the joy <laughs> that is like watching people play sports. And I just don't get it. I don't understand it. Like it doesn't, I don't know. I and like, I think if I like, like I really genuinely like to watch the Celtics. Like I really genuinely enjoy that. But just the Celtics, I wouldn't watch just like any basketball game. And I'm not into any other sports really. Like I'll go Reality to the Red TV. Sox. You think that's our thing? But like, I, I don't, are we sitting around talking? Like maybe some, some girls, are, some of you're right. Some girls I think are really into reality TV for like, sure. I watched the season finale of Summer House last night. And what did I do when I was done? I went to Reddit because like, I don't have anyone else to talk about. To it share with. the experience with. And I, I didn't think, talk to anyone about it, but I read it and I was like, yes, I agree. Or, and you oh, wanted to like relate to people about it. Yeah. But he was, yeah, that's what Michael was saying. He was like, I can't imagine not having this because he was like, majority of the time when me and my friends are talking we're talking about like in the group chat all day long, we're talking about what game is going to be on that night or what game's currently on. And if this player sucks and if they had just done X and this would have happened and it just seems really, really fun. And I wish, <laughs> <laughs> and then, so then anyways, we were like in the back and we we're debating. We're like, what do we have? And I'm like, well, we definitely shit talk. We gossip. We complain a lot. We're always talking about like, you know, our stomach issues and like our, you know, Wait, is acne. shit talking a hobby? Shit talking might be a hobby. 
Could it be? We made a whole podcast out of That's it. That's so true. <laughs> Our new TikTok listeners are like, yeah, you yeah, do enough of that. You do enough of that. <laughs> um, I think we talk about, yeah, like definitely like things that we're annoyed about mm-hmm. for sure. We should talk. But it's like, I could live without it. Like it's not one of yeah, those things like, where like I, I have to, FOMO. I don't need to gossip. You know, the thing that I think girls probably talk about most is like probably guys, boy issues, relationship mm-hmm. issues. I think that's our thing. Like men aren't sitting around dissecting the way that he looked, the way that she looked to me, the way that she acted. Like if this was a sign, if this wasn't a sign, like did she view my story because she likes me or did she view my story because she views everyone's story? Guys aren't really doing that, I don't think. And I think the women are, I think they're like, what does this mean? They're sending each other the text, trying to figure out when he said this, like, did he mean that? And I think like that might be part of, like, I think when you think about like the way that women sometimes again, like not all the time, but obsessed over men. I feel like that's like the fun. Th- it's like almost fun. So we obsess about men and men obsess about men. <laughs> yeah. That, that, and that is the, the issue that women face in relationships. Cause they're obsessing he about men. He will never and not love us. you as much as he loves <laughs> to watch Brady. other people run on a football field. Oh my God. That's Case so closed. true. This goes to show how different our brains are. Literally. Like it's, it's, it's scientifically proven. Like our brains are different. We will never relate. I honestly don't wish to relate. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't think I need, I don't think I need to relate. No. I don't. I think I'm good. Okay. So I had a friend recently. Hello. Is that a word? Recently. Recently. (laughs) I had a friend recently apologize for something. And it was, it was such weird timing. It's like the universe just knows. So she was spiraling about something and I just happened to text her at that time and it was like you didn't know she was spiraling. I didn't know she was spiraling okay nope I had no idea and it was like kind of related to what she was spiraling about and so she we you know we talk about what I texted her about I'm being so vague but like it's fine yeah I'm like it's very cryptic like she so was spiraling cryptic. you texted her about something in regards to what she was spiraling about and then you <laughs> talked about that said thing use your imagination because okay. honestly it could it apply to any it could any apply to issue. anything yeah anything gotcha and so at the end of our conversation she apologizes apologizes to me and she was like i'm sorry that i wasn't a better source of support for you two years ago when you were going through what i'm going through okay and i was like wait what do you mean like don't worry. Like I'm a grudge holder. Like if, if you did something like I'm a grudge holder, I'm going to remember it. And I don't remember you not Not being being there for me, like not being supportive. Like I would remember that. And she was like, I just feel like I could have been a better source of support for you. And I was like, thanks for the apology, but like totally not needed. Like you're good. And truthfully, like I had not felt any type of way towards her. Like, like I said, like I'm a grudge holder, I probably wouldn't be friends with you. Like I'm so easy to just drop people if I feel like they're not good enough to be in my life. Um, And I thought she did fine supporting me. Um, But I thought it was interesting because we go through life. We all get dealt different cards. Sometimes we can have similar experiences. Like, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's gone through a breakup after eight years. I'm sure I'm not the only one that's been fired from a job before. Like we all have different things that we deal with. And it wasn't until she went through what I was going through that she was like, oh shit. Like she got it. She got it. Like she finally understood. And she was like, I just don't think that I was a good enough support. Like you've been amazing. Like, and I was like, don't worry about it. Like I feel like it's one of those things where you don't know how to support someone because you've never been through it, which I do agree to a certain extent. Like it's hard to support someone when you don't know. But I think just the fact that she was supportive at all meant the world to me. And that's why she's still in my life to right. this day. Um, but it, it was, it was unfortunate. I was like, I, now that you can unfortunately relate to me, like I, it doesn't change anything. I think we, all are just trying to figure things out in our life. And I think we all need to give each other more grace because there have been friendships I've seen that end over, you know, Susie doesn't approve of Sally's relationship. So she's going to, you know, voice her opinion. And she doesn't know that Susie's, you know, 
dealing with low self-esteem. So like that's why she's tolerating right. Chad. Like that's you have point. no idea. And I think that we all don't know what we're doing and we should just be better support systems. Like whether or not you agree with what your friend is doing, being there speaks more than not being there. That's such a good point. I think it is, it is really tough. Cause you're, you're right. Like it's, it's hard to know how to fully grasp what someone is going through or even like why they're doing what they're doing until you've been there yourself. Like I think our emotions are so strong and so powerful that Sometimes when you're going through something, even if it is something as like simple as a breakup or, you know, losing a friend or losing a job or like things that like are common human experiences in the moment that could feel like the end of the world. And I think everyone responds to things differently, like their brains respond to things differently. And it's like hard until you go through it to understand like what is really going on. And it's hard to not feel almost like judgmental about things until you go through them. Like there's been things in, I've gone through in my life where high school, you know, Shannon probably would have been like, if I saw someone like responding the way that I did later in life, high school, Shannon probably would have been like, wow, that person's an idiot or whatever. But I was just like, I didn't have life experiences back then. So I didn't understand it. Right. And now I would totally understand like, oh, like this person is acting this way because they went through X because now I've been through that myself. So I do think it's, it is interesting, but it, but I think it's also a really good point of like, that's why we should really try not to judge each other, especially like our loved ones, because you just really don't know. Like it's, we all see things, we all see things through our lens. Like it's so easy for you to see a friend and be like, oh, well, this person isn't giving me as much attention or this person is acting like so X, Y, Z, or this person is acting like an idiot. And our initial like assumption is to think it's about us or to get like judgmental of them or whatever. But oftentimes like people's behavior has nothing to do with anyone other than themselves. And I feel like it took me so long to realize that, that like my friend acting like however she was acting or my friend that, you know, stopped talking to me and I was like really upset about it and took it personally. Like maybe that has nothing to do with me. I mean, maybe she is going through something like so crazy right now in her life that she's isolating herself or cutting herself off from people. And I feel like it took me, literally years of like bitterness and resentment to fully get to a place where I was like, all right, it's not about me. It's about her. And like, maybe she's going through some shit. And to your point, maybe she isn't being a good friend to me. So there's a part of me that doesn't really need to put a ton of effort in right now. And, you know, maybe I do deserve better right now, but I also do think like letting go of like the bitterness and like not judging people is super, super important because there's so many times when people come back into your life and they're like, I was going through all this shit. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I had no idea because you're only going to think of it through the lens of like how it affects you. Right. So, and, and people don't know, don't always know how to react to things. I remember, I'm pretty sure I've said this before, but when my dad died, my best friend of a decade didn't say a word to me. And which is wild, which is so weird. And that was basically the end of our friendship. I'm sure it fizzled out, but that was the beginning of the end. And I remember when my Nana passed away, she reached out to me and I was like, holy shit. Really? Where the fuck have you been? After like years of lost friendship. Yes. And I was like, and she, you know, expressed her condolences and I was like, so it wasn't that fucking hard, was it? Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> where were you 10 plus years ago? But obviously, I know I just said I'm a grudge holder, but obviously I was nice back to her. Yeah. Um. But, you know, when my dad died, I was a sophomore in high school. Like, it's hard to, as a 15-year-old or however old we were back then, know, like, oh, how do I handle this situation? And sometimes I feel like some people's problems are too heavy to carry. And it's like... I honestly don't know what to do in this situation. Like, I don't know how to support my friend. Like, I don't want to make the situation worse. I don't want to say something that I'm going to regret. Like, because, you know, people that deal with grief or anything, like there are stupid things to say to someone. So yeah. it's like, okay, maybe just not say anything at all. But then it's like, well, you don't want them to think you don't care. So I get that there's a fine line. Like there's a fine line between like showing concern and showing compassion and then not showing anything at all because you think what you're doing might be the the right thing. But I, what I've learned from living my life is that showing support, being there for your friend, checking in on your friends is, is always going to be better than 
you know, I feel like some people are afraid to like, if you know someone's going through something, you don't want to reach out. You're like, oh no, like I'm going to reach out in like a couple weeks when, you know, yeah, things, the yeah. dust has settled. And it's like, no, like I'm sure your friend would love to hear from you now. Yeah. I think that's a great point. And I think like the point of just like, there's so many times in people's lives when it's hard to know what to say. And I think just being there yeah, is the most important thing. Like I had a friend who um, was going through, I think kind of a lot and we weren't really talking for a little while because she was going through a lot in a relationship that she was in. And I made the mistake of, again, kind of assuming like, all right, this person isn't really putting the effort into my life anymore. What's the point? But I think what I, it took me a while to realize like, well, I should, I should keep showing up for her. Like mm -hmm. even, even if I don't agree with whatever situation she's in, or even if I don't like the guy she's with, like that doesn't matter. Like I should still show up for her and like be there for her. Even if I don't say anything, like even if I don't comment on the situation, even if I don't bring up the guy, it doesn't matter because it's important for people to know that there are people there waiting for them right? when they're ready to receive it. Like mm -hmm. I think we, I, I've always said this, like you can't, and, and it's not always about relationships, right? Like obviously there's so many situations that people go through in life. But I think for a lot of girls in their twenties, like the relationships is a simple one. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's like, you need to know that there are people waiting for you on the other side when you're ready to get out of it because you can't force someone to get out of a relationship. Like you can't force someone to like move past their grief or whatever. Like people need to realize these things on their own. They need to get through them like, through things on their own. And I think as a support system, knowing that they have the support is like the biggest thing. Like I know when you were going through your breakup, like the number one thing I always tried to do was like, just be a good friend to you. Cause I was like, all right, like you're going to hopefully feel like having like a support system is going to make you feel comfortable to get out of whatever situation you're in. Right. In the end of the day, I don't even need to say anything. Like no. I don't need to like comment on it or anything. Like, you know what you're going through and like, I'll be here when you get out the other end. And I feel like the reason I was able to do that for you is because I made the complete like mistake a few years prior with another one of my friends where I didn't do that. And I was like, all right, you know, screw this. And I, it was like one of the biggest regrets in my life is not being there for her and making her feel like she had someone else to be there when she got out of her situation. So I think like that's the other thing too, is like we're all humans and maturing and like learning how to treat people takes a lifetime. Not being scared to admit when you're wrong. Like I think like your friend that reached out to you when, you're, when your Nana passed away, like I'm sure she like felt very guilty for not reaching out to you about your dad. And I think it's so easy for us to just like make, make excuses for ourselves. And we all want to be the hero of our own story and try to be like, well, I did this because she did that. Right. But I do think that like having the ability and the maturity to literally say to someone, Hey, I know I wasn't a good friend to you. Or, hey, I know I wasn't there for you. Or, Hey, I know I, I know I judged you and I'm really sorry. Like that's on me. That means so much. Like I recently had someone who did that for me and it literally meant the world. Like I was genuinely like after a 30 minute conversation, she sat me down and was like, I want you to know that I'm very, very sorry. Like what happened to our friendship? And I take responsibility for my part and like, I'm sorry. And I, and like, I know what happened and I'm sorry. And that meant to w the world to me. And like, at, when, right when she said that, I was like, all right, like I, I, forg everything. I forgive you. Like forgive I truly forget. forgive you. But when people try to like dance around it and glaze over it and just be like, oh, like hope everything's good. Like the resentment isn't going to go away. Like right. you have to just like own it. And I think that's the only way to move past it. Yeah. And I think if you're apologizing to an old friend, like you're trying to reconcile things that happened in the past and like, she's not, you know, welcoming you with open arms and like yeah it might not be go back to normal right away but if you're sensing like this type of resentment that's not going to go away like that just means she's not ready yeah and maybe try again in six months right or a year exactly or two years I agree because I think friendship is worth fighting for I do think that you know we always focus on our romantic relationships and not so much our platonic ones I feel like people have a mindset that friendships are like disposable and like you can always make new friends, even though making new friends in adult life is really hard. Really Lincoln hard. bio to join our private Facebook group. Ooh. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, it's not easy to make new friends and no. you want to put the TLC into the friendships you do have. And it takes work. It takes a lot of work. And that's why I keep my circle really small because I know myself and I know that I don't have it in me to do the work for 50, 50, what is it? 50 pennies. 
50 pennies. I want to have 10 nickels, quarters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yes. yes. Quality over quantity. Quality over quantity. Yeah, quality over quantity. Yes. No, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I think it is. It's work. And your friendships can be in your life for your entire life. Like romantic partners. I mean, unless you're with like the person you're going to spend your life with, like you never know. But you never know. Friendships you can keep forever. Um, and I do think the only other thing I'll say on that though is I think forgiveness is very important, but this is something that also took me a long time to realize is forgiveness doesn't mean that you've now earned a place back in someone's life. Like yes. you still have to work at it. Like I think both in romantic relationships and friendships and even with family too, there have been times where like I've messed up and asked for someone's forgiveness and they have forgiven me, but that doesn't now mean like, okay, well now I get to be in your life again. Right. Like, no, no, no. Like someone can forgive you and that doesn't mean that they're like comfortable with you or they trust you again. Like you still have to work at that and like put effort into it because I think it's very common in friendships where you might do something to hurt your friend's feelings or like to hurt them or push them away. You ask for forgiveness, they forgive you. And then you're like, all right, let's go back to normal. But really what that is, is that's you being selfish. Cause you're just, you're upset that someone's mad at you and you just want to feel like everything's okay. Like you didn't now earn a place back into their life just because they forgive you. Like you still have to work at that, which I feel like is another thing that, Took me a really long time to realize because I made that mistake before too. Oh my God. I think that's probably why I had a falling out with a friend who I had a reconnection with. Really? Probably. Yeah. Cause I feel like if you're making up with a friend and you're kind of just like glossing over things and you're not like getting to the root, it's just going to yeah. repeat. Yeah. You're, gonna rinse you're, and you're doing it because you just like don't want the uncomfortableness. You're yeah. like, oh, let me just like find a way of like asking for quasi forgiveness and just like move past it. But like, it, there's still like the elephant in the yeah. room. So like you could like be good and that's in quotations, like good for a couple months or even a year, but then the issues are going to come back. They always do. Yeah. Well, that's like, if like my boyfriend went out and I don't know, like did something really stupid and then asked her for my gift forgiveness. And I was like, I forgave him and then he like went out and did something stupid again a week later and asked for like I'd be like eventually like, no like you have yeah. to put the effort in to change so yeah I think that's a good point um all right well baddies that's all we have for you this week you go guys, out there and be a good freaking friend yeah be a good friend and if you need a new friend join our private Facebook Ooh. group it's drinks after work Boston baddies there's over 8,000 girls in the Massachusetts area looking to make new friends um follow us on Instagram it's at drinks after work underscore follow us on tiktok it's at drinks after work no, no underscore. underscore and we will see you buddies in two weeks yes and remember or one week if you look at if you go out looking for a friend they're hard to find if you go out looking to be a friend they're everywhere oh wow Ooh. mike <laughs> and on that note bye. goodbye <laughs>